Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. The finals are upon us. Tatum, Curry, Brown, Thompson, Smart, Wiggins, Horford, Poole, Celtics, Warriors. You can bet on all of the NBA Finals action with betonline.ag, and you can get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up using the link in the description to this episode. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's going on? Ah, nothing much, nothing much. We, we have good vibes all around. Oh, I just realized my microphone is not plugged in. That's funny. That's fun. Anyways, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. It's been a, uh, been a pretty solid week. Uh, currently, I've been uh, you know, just busy with work and watching the Reds lose, of course. That's been a lot of fun. Uh, all that good <laughs> stuff. Please stop watching the Reds. I'm telling you, every week I'm going to keep telling you, just stop watching the Reds. It's going to be years before they're good again. It's torture. <laughs> it's, it's like nicotine. It's like you, you want to stop in theory, but you just can't. <laughs> yeah, I get that. That's sports, sports can do that sometimes. Did you go to a game this week? I went to three games this week. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, so you yeah. really are on that. You're on that narcotic, as I like to call it. All right, I stole that from Bomani Jones, but I like it. Just you're on the you're on the Reds narcotic. Yeah, and and you know somehow we actually went two and one those three games. So I can't complain too much, but you know it was just the Nationals and Diamondbacks. So you know does it, does it really matter? Not really, I guess. But you know, still still had some fun watching the games. Uh, enjoyed quite a bit uh, of it, but um. Yeah, I mean they're they're still they're still bad. It's just it's fun to see you know like the younger guys. I went I went and watched Graham Ashcraft play the uh, their starting pitcher. That's been kind of that is a made up really well name. Lately. That's not a real person. <laughs> Graham Ashcraft <laughs> is a fake person. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, it kind of sounds like that. But, it's but like um oh, shit. It's who is that Tampa wide receiver? Fuck, I can, I forgot his name now. Who's the the made up Tampa wide receiver last year? Who just he had like three catches and all of them were touchdowns. Oh 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 oh! oh. I, know, I know you're talking about. He had a, he had a game winner, didn't he? Um, yeah yeah. I, I've said it's he's not a real person. He's just more of a concept. God, what was his name? Something Grayson. Kyrie, oh, Kyrie Cyril Grayson. Grayson. Yeah, Cyril, Cyril Grayson. Grayson. Cyril Grayson. Yeah, it's just a made-up person. Him and Graham Ashcraft. That's the, the list of made-up people. <laughs> uh, I like I like the list. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, I watched him pitch twice. Both both those games were the games we won somehow. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I quite enjoyed uh, I quite enjoyed watching that. But uh, you know, it's it's still the Reds, and there's only so much excitement you could you could put into. I, I'm ready for football season. I just wanted to start back up. You know my. <laughs> my season tickets and everything like that we're, we're uh i'm excited to go uh and and, and watch some uh some playing games this year with the cincinnati Bengals. you know i would add this to our our like instagram poll but uh this podcast isn't going to drop till next week so it's probably going to be a random question so but are the cincinnati reds just 20 gram ash <laughs> whatever his name was yeah is it yeah i keep calling yeah, him yeah. ashtray but what was his what was his last name uh, 
It's Ashcraft. Ash- yeah, it, yeah, the Cincinnati Reds are just twenty gram Ashcrafts and Joey Votto. That's their entire yeah, team. Exactly. You know. Yeah. It, and then you know you, you have like a you have your occasional like Tommy Fam in there who's gonna punch you guy in the face for fantasy football reasons. <laughs> uh, but, but and but Hunter Green that, who's gonna throw a no hitter and lose. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You got a couple of those like you know hidden gems, right? Like well, I like to call them. But then aside from that, you know, you you got Brandon Drury, you got Graham Ashcraft, you got guys that you've never heard of in your life i mean (laughs) that's just how you know um i was gonna say that i have a basketball one like this that maybe you wouldn't remember but then i remembered you're a miami heat fan um precious achua is my version of that he's just the 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 toronto raptors are just seven precious achuas and that's that's most of their roster (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's that's a good one as well i mean there's a there's a, there's a lot of teams that are like that. And the Reds are, are definitely one of those teams because they, they really have like no star players at all. I mean, Joey Votto's there, but he's definitely falling off. Obviously you can't expect a guy who's 38 years old to continue to bat as well as he has in the past. Um, and, and, you know, right now with all the injuries and everything going on with the team, you know, you you have regular day starters and guys named Albert Almora Jr. And Matt Reynolds, who, I mean, I'm, I'm sure no one, <laughs> who even even the biggest baseball fans have no clue who those players are i don't either i've watched them play and start both those games and one of them hit a, or all three of those games and one of them hit a huge home run in one of those games as well but i mean i don't know these guys at all they're like you know just like street additions you know what i mean so uh it's, it's been kind of uh kind of unique to watch how this team has like performed and and to see now that they you know it's impressive they, they were in last place by what eight or nine games at one point like they were by far the worst I remember there's a time where they had three wins and the next worst team had I think nine or eight or nine one of the two so they were <laughs> they were last placed by like five or six games and now they're now they're I think second or third worst in the MLB which is not a big accomplishment <laughs> But definitely better, you know. <laughs> We're better. only third worst in baseball behind the shitty A's and the shitty Royals. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, I'm proud of that. I'm proud. I'm gonna I'm a boast and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be happy. You know, as long as we don't finish last in NL Central, which I feel like is entirely possible with how bad the Pirates and Cubs are playing too. Uh, you know, I'm 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 okay. I'm okay with uh, with what happened this year, but man, I just want to spend money. That's all I ask. And so I, I know we like <laughs> every single I've had to write every single podcast now because that's all that's all I talk about during baseball. Well, originally season, but... I had wanted to do a podcast where we update the Reds every week because of how shitty their team is, but they're not even the shittiest of the shitty teams anymore. So I mean they've had it's just been so funny. Cause now you add the Tommy Fam thing, you add losing a game where you threw a no-hitter, you you put in three and twenty. It's just you add in your your Graham Ashcraft. Like it's just so much funny you can discern out of bad baseball because like the red season has been over for over a month now and it's they've got a hundred games to play still and their season's been over for a month and a half. Yeah, they beat they beat the World Series champs, the Atlanta Braves, in the first series of the year, and after that, I believe they lost like. I can't remember how many games it was. I want to say 12 games straight. Like ever since that 12 game stretch where they lost happened. I mean, the season's been over, you know? So uh, I've, 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 I've enjoyed uh, watching uh, the Reds just not care. And ironically, now that they don't care, they're actually a lot better, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's been uh it's been an experience for sure. I would, I would like to articulate a sentence that I did not think I had any chance of saying when we began this podcast in defense of Albert Almora. <laughs> I, 
I, in defense of Albert Almora, I do know who he is just because he was on that World Series Cubs team. He was like the the twenty fourth guy on the bench for that World Series Cubs team. But I, I have no, I, I hadn't heard his name in like three years, and apparently he's on the Reds. So I'm glad Albert Almora. Did he have a stop in Japan or something? I'm guessing something like that. Let's see. Uh, Not entirely no, was, sure, but. He was on the Cubs for five years. Last year, apparently, he was on the Mets. And then this year, he's he's on Cincinnati. So uh, I guess he was on the minor league, and then he just, he just got called up, apparently. So uh, good good for Albert Almora. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he's been a regular starter, and, and ironically, he's been one of the best hitters on the team as well. Like, Brandon Drury, Albert Almora, and uh, Tyler Stevenson are the only players on the team who have been like consistent good hitters. And, and and if I told you that at the beginning of the season, you would have just been completely. We bad. laughed like, at Brandon Drury on the opening day podcast. We laughed at the fact Brandon Drury was still in baseball. And now he's one of your lead contributors. It's one of the saddest he, developments of the year. He has, he is, I think, I think he leads, but he has five more home runs than any other player on the team. I believe right now. That's so sad. Also, Joey Votto's. <laughs> I just looked up Joey Votto's war. Joey Votto has a zero point one war, so he is yeah. basically a replacement level player right now for the no, Reds. Yeah, he, he definitely has been. I mean, he's he's got he's getting better. He's definitely not as bad as what he has been in the past. I believe his, his batting average has gone up to about I think a buck ninety seven or something like that now. But at one point, he was batting like a buck 34 i mean this this guy was literally one of the worst hitters in the league quite literally it was really really rough for quite a while and and um you know he's a great defender he's always been a great defender that's never been his issue uh but the problem is i mean he's not a a, he's not been a good hitter lately uh he changed up his batting stance last year and had a great revitalized season but i guess i guess pitchers have found him out now and and he's not nearly as good as what he has used to be yet again so uh he's trying to fix his batting stance again, hopefully find some power, add, add some different, you know, ways of, of <laughs> getting base hits to his game. I don't know. It's It's been rough, though. This has just been a disaster of a year for the Reds as a whole. Joey Votto still has two years and $57 million left on his uh, contract. And uh, I say this not to mock at all, because I grew up with a whole lot of Chris Denorfias and Will Venables and Everett Cabreras and Seth Smiths. For my entire childhood watching the Padres, who 2020 was the first time they made the playoffs in my memorable lifetime. I just have the perspective in life now where I'm like, why did I care so much about those shitty baseball teams when I was a child? You're muted. My fault. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally agree. I, I look back on it now and I'm like, man, I, I just, it's sad because I miss the days when the Reds were just an average team and they were losing in the first round <laughs> of the playoffs. And that, that says a lot because I've never watched it. I've never watched a team win a World Series, obviously. So, I'm, I mean, last time I remember them being good was the year they had Votto's MVP season and then they had Brandon Phillips and Scott Rowland and, and some of those players and they were amazing. But I, I remember at the time I was so like, annoyed i'm like this team's not good at all like i was just angry like of how bad they were and i look back on it now i'm like i would kill to have brandon phillips and scott rolling back on this team even at the age of 40 like bring I, back zach cozart yeah yeah give me give me cozart give me bronson arroyo with a seven oh, mile per hour fast bronson arroyo I, I need i need that back that's what i've been begging for and it, it's just sad how how far away we've come as a as the franchise lately I mean, it's been yeah horrible. With, with padres legend ryan ludwig yeah i mean right? it's yeah. just 
it, it's been horrible. I, they, they fell so far out of grace as a team, and it's just been super disappointing. Matt Latos. I'm just listing old Padres that I also know were on the Reds at one point. There's a lot of crossover between old Padres and old Cincinnati Reds, just because both those teams have been kind of sad for a while. Yeah, I mean, that, that's just the journeyman kind of like attitude or era with the team because like the Reds just do not want to spend money on anyone. They they went out, credit to them, they went out and they got Moustakis and got Castellanos and got a couple of guys and Sonny Gray. They went big on spending that one year. And of course, that was the year that COVID hit and they had a terrible start to the season because of COVID. And then they turn around and end up making the playoffs the next year. With a very, very good team. Of course, they also had Trevor Bauer there for a minute as well, if you remember. So, they, I mean, they made the playoffs two years uh, two years in a row pretty much, or I believe it was one year apart, but uh, two of the last three years at one point. And, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of faith in this team entering this upcoming season. I, I thought, you know, if you keep Suarez, you keep Winker, you keep Castellanos, I mean, that, that's a solid roster to work with. You, you have the Rookie of the Year, Jonathan India, you know, all this being said, and, and now it's just – India's hurts. You know, you have no good pitching at all, really, except for Hunter Green and maybe a Graham Ashcraft. Uh, and then you have, uh, you know, a very bad, poor bullpen. You have no good hitters aside from Brandon Drury of all guys right now, right? Like no Castellanos. Your your future building piece in Jesse Wink was traded to the to the Mariners just simply to get rid of Suarez's contract, who was also a very fine player in terms of being a power hitter for the team. It just made absolutely no sense. I mean, we, I'll, I'll write about this every single podcast if, if I bring up the Reds. I, I just don't get it. This, this team was so capable, and they just threw it all away for cash considerations. And I'm just like... Cash so considerations sad. and prospects. And then your owner literally told you, ah, fuck you. <laughs> what are you going to do, root for literally. another team? Yeah. yeah. The season end, I know the season ended after the, the no-hitter uh, where they lost. I declared the red season is officially over right there. It just doesn't matter. But it ended when the owner made those comments. Uh, football news. I did have a football thing that I wanted to talk to you about that I ignored for a few days. And this podcast is going to drop next week. So it'll be like a week since it happened. But Rams dished out like $350 million to yes. Donald and Cup, which is interesting because they were the two players that you looked at and said, like, they are game changing type of players on the Rams that led to the Super Bowl. I was just fascinated that they guaranteed that much money to those guys that late in their career. Cause I had been thinking for like four and a half months, if Aaron Donald retires, you have nothing left to prove. You're just going back for the, the big paychecks at this point. And at this point, you're Aaron Donald. You, you can find those paychecks elsewhere. I guess like three, 30 million a year is obviously a lot of money. So maybe he can't find it anywhere. But like for the level of damage he has to do to his body, like there's just nothing left to prove there. I was surprised. I mean, they kind of had to give Cup a deal, but I was kind of surprised that they did given Cup's age. And I, I was just kind of fascinated by the game plan of the Rams because that's usually the mistake that teams fall into. But I also know like Donald and Cup have previously been those types of amazing good players. It's just both of them are, you know, Donald's 31, Cup's about to be 29. It's usually the type of deal that like maybe they get out of it at the end, but it feels like they're falling into the same trap that they did last time. They had a really deep team. Well, I, I will say, I mean, I, I think in terms of, you know, I mean, they, they still have Matt Ryan's contract. They've obviously shown that, you know, 
I would believe after this contract of Matt Ryan's, you know, uh, Matt Stafford. Up, Matt, Matt Stafford. Stafford. Sorry, Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah sorry, Matt Stafford. Uh, after that, actually, I forgot about that too. Stafford got forty mil a year this off season too, which I guess they kind of had to do, but still. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, they they kind of like committed to this five year like you know area right where they're going to try to win, and then I believe after that's when we're going to see them try to, try to go for what I believe to be a pretty hard rebuild, right? So. Um, you know, they're going all in right now. And I, and I think, uh, that's where I, that's why I, I kind of think they're, they're looking to pay all these guys the amount they are in these next couple of years, because, um, though I, I could definitely see the play decline over time. I think this is probably, these are the, these are the next five years where they're going to be at least starter worthy players, I think, right. At least. So you're, you're going to have, you're going to have some pretty good play on the field with Cooper cup and, um, Aaron Donald, despite being 30 plus years old, you know, I think they could still definitely be good workers on the field. And, and I really think the Rams wanted to keep this window open for Matt Stafford, of course, that continued his success. It's so interesting because I, I would guess that they're just trying to keep everyone together to go for the championship and then say to hell with it afterwards, which is the most viable strategy. It just goes against the sustainability model that I felt like the Rams worked hard to build back up after getting rid of Goff, getting rid of Gurley. Like they had somewhat sustainability on the roster and like, Obviously, they didn't get back Von Miller, but like Von Miller would have really helped also. Obviously, it's a lot of money and they're trying to like they can't sign everyone unless someone takes a pay cut, no matter how much salary cap maneuverings you can do. It just I mean, maybe I'm not understanding the money that way. It just felt like they burned a lot of the flexibility they had been fighting to build up over the last three years. I definitely think you can make a good case of that. That that is true. Uh, you know, and saying that, like, you know, this team has been kind of keeping cap space. Maybe, you know, I, I think what we what we kind of expected them to do was, and what they kind of did do is, is keep this cap space to try to throw at some other uh, guys who can still get some good contracts and, and, and play at a high level, like how Vaughn Miller was the previous year and Oda Beckham Jr. Guys like that, you know, they, they wanted to have that cap space build up, throw money at those guys as, as time went on, right? And we see now that, you know, those guys are now no longer with the team anymore. You have a little bit of extra space and you know that it's probably unlikely that you're probably going to be able to repeat that success and, and be able to have those old like juniors and Von Miller's come back anyway. So I think instead they take that money that they, uh, you know, really spent on those guys and, and threw them towards their their core players, those guys like Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, who, of course, were definitely the two biggest driving forces in winning them Super Bowl this, this last season as almost a reward, I guess, for what they've done so far. And just to say like, hey, I mean, you're basically a ramp for life at this point, right? And they would have continued to create this legacy uh, of them being with the Los Angeles Rams. And, and I really think, you know, looking back on on how the, you know, the Rams have, have played, I mean, they're definitely capable. I mean, at least entering this upcoming season, I still think they're definitely going to be one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL right now, just because of how well Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup both played throughout this season. I, I definitely trust Matt Stafford. I think they have a very, very capable wide receiver two and Allen Robinson as well. Uh, of course, Jalen Ramsey, one of the best cornerback in the league is still there. You have a lot of really good players on the roster that you can definitely manage and, and play well with. So I definitely think they're still going to be a, a contender um, with the roster they have now. And to be able to have that locked down for five more years basically makes it to where, you know, they're going to have five years of a lot of fun. And and I think with the draft picks they have now, with the cast they're going to be able to save over time, they're going to have to get, gather that all together and prepare for was going to be, I think, a pretty major rebuild, like I said. So um, it'll be just an adjustment period after like 2026, 2027, maybe. Uh, but, you know, until now, uh, as for right now, at least, it's going to be a lot of years of winning seasons for the, for the Rams now that they're able to restart some of these guys. I think that's probably true. And I forgot Bobby Wagner's also on the Rams, too, now, yes. which yep. that's 
going to take a little bit of an adjustment period. I guess they just they just always find ways to, to maneuver, I guess, because they still have like nine million in cap space still. They just they always find ways to, to circumnavigate this thing a little bit. Yeah, it really is impressive. I, I really want to uh, credit their coaching staff and or their front office really is as, as much credit uh, and just figuring out how to how to like, you know, perfectly like adjust all these contracts and make it to where it's, it's working out perfectly for them each season. Like no matter what happens, they're always uh, finding ways to have enough money to sign another big star. And uh, that, that's really impressive to me. And then there's a lot of teams who can't do that, you know, but the Rams are one of the perfect examples of caps and myth. You know, they, they have no problem signing so many stars in their team. I mean, last year, their team was literally insane. I mean, that, that, that team was completely just not fair for anyone uh, with how many stars they they're able to sign, you know, being able to sign Odell Beckham Jr. and 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 trade for uh, and, and trade for uh, Von Miller as basically like street free agents. Whenever these are some of the best guys in the league, it's just mind blowing to me. Uh, that that was really impressive and and crazy, and just shows how well prepared they were to win this year. Yeah, and also benefited from the Packers throwing up on themselves, and they almost threw up on themselves. It's all very fascinating. Football is very strange. I have a game that I want to play also here today, which I, I heard it on another podcast and didn't really get a definitive answer. So I, for years, I've always said that um, if Khalil Mack walked into a bar and sat down next to you, you wouldn't be able to recognize it was Khalil Mack. Yeah. And now that Khalil Mack's aged out a little bit in terms of NFL stardom, I wanted to reevaluate of who is the best NFL star that you wouldn't be able to recognize if they were standing next to you. Ooh. Um... This is tough. Okay. So I can start asking Maybe. names too. If we don't, if we're, we're trying to figure out the tipping point, what is the point where you don't recognize that level of stardom? Well, and I, and I should also clarify in saying that I'm probably going to know a lot of their faces since you know, I'm, I'm a pretty big, you know, major yeah. football fan. So like, you know, we're not but the there greatest are definitely some examples. Like, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking guys like early on, like, uh, Boza, I feel like would be, but I also know Joey Boza's face. So I feel like if I, if I know Joey, I could probably tell Nix as well. Let's, um, can I start the bidding at James Conner? I, I, I know, I know James Conner's face, I think pretty well from his, um, you know, the, the cancer. I mean, and plus he's a, he's a Steeler. So that kind of helps my case as well. Um, yeah. Former Steeler. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I remember he had the Mohawk there for a minute. Uh, which yes, cool, that's so. true. So you can get him. Uh, okay. So if we can get James Connor, maybe, maybe that's just a specific case. Maybe we could find someone better than James Connor who we wouldn't be able to identify. Uh, yeah. um, hmm. I feel like maybe like a cornerback, like Tredavious white. That, that's a good one. Like that Tredavious one white's good. I would not be able to pick out Tredavious white in a crowd. I'm trying to imagine yeah. his face. I don't think I can do it. Yeah. Same, same. I think like it's a good one. Um, maybe uh, Tredavious white's um, good. I, I feel like, do- I feel like a lot of offensive linemen like Quentin Nelson, of course, would be pretty hard to spot. Though he's a big I think guy I could do Quentin Nelson because offensive linemen are so big, so you can start to connect the faces a little bit. Like maybe I wouldn't be able to recognize Joe Tooney, but I feel like if I had the body size, I feel like I could infer that it's Joe Tooney just because I, I vaguely know what his face looks like. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's tough. Um, so I, defensive tackles are also tough because they're just so gigantic. Darius Leonard is a good one. 
I could get Darius Leonard, but that's because I love Darius Leonard. I love Darius yeah, I Leonard too. as a football uh, player, so I think I could I get love, him. Okay, I, I love Darius Leonard as well. Um, good one. I don't know if I, if I could find him in a crowd. I don't know if I would like be able to point him out. And be like, that's Darius Leonard. I don't know. Oh, that's, that's okay. Similar vein here. Do you think you could get James Robinson? Ooh, crazy enough. I think yes, but this is this is only because this is only because I play in a sleeper dynasty league and I see these guys as faces, right? Okay. But that's the only reason why I'd ever get James Robinson. You know, like if I had I not, yeah. not played in that, I would never never been able to think about. That's another skill that's another big reason why I know guys like like uh, like uh, a lot of the skill players and guys like James Conner as well. Like I see their faces all the time in my dynasty league. That's what I was going to say. Skill players and, and quarterbacks are probably, I think we could go through a whole list of the quarterbacks just because they're the one that everyone recognizes like NBA players. So right. uh, in the vein of corners, I'm trying to think of who else. Do you think you could get Minka Fitzpatrick? I know he's in the division, so probably a better chance yeah. for you. Yeah, I feel pretty confident that if I had the chance, yeah, if I saw Minka Fitzpatrick, I'd probably be able to point him out. Okay. So, yeah. How about Patrick Peterson? Ooh, Peterson's a good one. Because he's been around for a as, while, too. Yeah, I don't know if he's as high profile now as the other guys, but definitely definitely don't think I would see a pick him out in the crowd if I... Interesting. Okay, so we're in the Tredavious White, Patrick Peterson crowd right now. That seems to be the, the top of the bar. Um, I'm thinking like maybe like some... Defensive lineman or or edge rushers maybe Ooh, edge rusher would be interesting because like Cleo Mack's a, a good one. I, I know like I would know Von Miller. I would know. I think I would know Nick and Joey Bosa just because I know Joey Bosa for sure, and I feel like with Nick, that's definitely comparable. Yeah. Plus, I remember him in the draft a lot. I think um, the seven or eight stars you could get, like Miles Garrett, obviously you'd get him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. T.J. Watt for sure. Max, oh Max Crosby, would you get Max Crosby? Yeah, I think I would. Okay, Max Crosby, I think I'd be iffy on. I think it's fair. I, I definitely think I would get Max Crosby personally, but I definitely think it's possible um, to miss him. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking maybe like, uh, hmm, maybe, uh, what? No, I was going to say Matthew Judon, but I definitely think I get Judon as well. Um, yeah, I would get Matthew Judon for sure. Uh, yeah. So I guess edge rushers, we can go deeper than corners. I mean, Patrick Peterson's not an elite corner anymore, but he used to be an elite corner. So I guess we can go deeper like, on edge rushers. Maybe like Harold Landry. No, maybe I would have Harold no Landry. chance with Harold Landry. And he's a preseason Hall of Famer, according to our old game that we used to play. But no, no chance on Harold Landry. Yeah, uh, he had a great year last year too. He was really good. Oh so. yeah, I think he got like an eighty million dollar contract. I just I don't think I yeah. can pick him out of a crowd. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's that's tough though. Harold Landry. Okay, so it's it's better than Jude, or it's worse than Judon, but it's better than Harold Landry. That's that's where yep. we're at right now. Yep. Okay. That's the line, I think. Who who um, could who fits that description? Who fits that description? Uh. uh what about Jonathan like Allen? Ngakwe. Oh, Unique Ngakwe is good too. Jonathan Allen's a really good one. I like Jonathan yeah, Allen. Yeah, I don't He's think I could get Jonathan Allen. Though. 
I know. I I don't think I could get Jonathan Allen though. But I th- I'm just thinking of players who we think of in the similar skill set. In general, I feel like I never hear enough about Jonathan Allen. Like no one talks about him. He's been silently a, a top 100 player in the NFL for just the last couple of seasons. And I feel yeah, because like we kind of just lump person. all the Washington players into one defensive line, and the one player we know right. is Chase Young. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and and, and Montez Sweat. You know, the two young draft picks. So yeah, I mean, I, I agree. in the same breath, like Jonathan Allen was drafted over Montez Sweat. Like he, I think they were the same draft, and he was picked ahead of Montez Sweat. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was, was it the same draft. I don't think it was it, the same draft. It was either that or Deron Payne. It was one of the two. So Jonathan Allen was twenty seventeen. Sure. Deron yeah, Payne, twenty eighteen, I think, or 19, 2018, 19. Deron Payne was twenty eighteen. But what year was Montez Sweat? I know they traded into sure the first round was... one of those years. Oh, Sweat was 2019. Okay, so Sweat was drafted over Dwayne Hask or after Dwayne Haskins. Okay. Yeah. They had I knew one of those years they had two first round picks. Yeah, I'm I was pretty certain that it wasn't Allen and Sweat together. Um I thought it was Payne and Allen or Payne and Sweat. But yeah, no. Uh that makes that makes sense, I think. Um Yeah. They went four years in a row. It was Allen, Payne, Sweat, uh Chase Young. Four years Can we just appreciate row. how two of their defensive linemen are named Payne and Sweat? Like that, you're just <laughs> bound to be insane with those two names. Young. It's funny how they're all one syllables too. It's Young. I guess Allen's two syllables, but like Young, they're all five letters. Young, Allen, Sweat, Payne. All <laughs> all four defensive linemen all have five letter last names. That, that is, yeah, that's funny. What are the odds of that one? I know it's, and they're all like so like that. That is consistently one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. And I, I feel like, in just in general, I don't hear enough about the Commanders as a, as a team as a whole um, because they're always so average. But like you know, like there's always those teams. For me, for a long time, it was the San Diego Chargers. I feel like I never heard the San Diego Chargers <laughs> in the news. I, I I was like, oh yeah, how's Philip Rivers doing? I, I, who in the, who in the world is he passing the ball to? I have no clue. You know, like it was. I, I, I would never know who the Chargers. Oh, were good lord! We can play this game all night of old Chargers receivers. Oh, I know. I remember that time we played with old Colts receivers. I could play 2010s Chargers receivers all night, Eddie Royal. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely know that you could because you're a big fan, of course. But like for me, I know for a long time I was never able to get those guys down. Like I knew Danny Woodhead, Vincent Jackson, and and Philip Rivers, and that was about it. So, uh, but I mean, now I feel like for me, it's it's the Commanders, and and though I I know a lot more about the Commanders now than I used to with teams like the San Diego Chargers in the past because I I watch a lot more football now. Um, I still feel like we, they don't get enough credit as what they deserve. Like we're talking about, I mean, McLaurin's been a, a guy that's been recognized a lot, you know, and then you have a couple of guys there that have been pretty solid, but. You know, everyone forgets Landon Collins has been on the Commanders for the last several years. You have guys like um, Jamin Davis, who was a, a pretty solid draft pick for the Commanders previously, who's been playing pretty well. Uh, of course, you have the insane defensive line with Jonathan Allen really being the best guy on that line that no one really talks about. Um, I feel like they don't get enough respect that they kind of deserve. And, and though I don't know they're heading in great places because they've consistently been pretty rough for the last several years, I definitely think that they deserve more respect for their, their star players that they have. So the, the thing that I said last year, and I kind of agree still because they haven't changed that much to the roster, is that they have a base level of talent to where they're not tanking, but they're also like 
once you try competing with everyone else, you don't have a chance. So like Chase Young, really, really good football player. Also, like 20 teams have a player as good as Chase Young. So like that's the that's the boost they get is like we have this really, really good player. Okay, that makes you better than like 12 of the teams in the NFL who don't have a really, really good player. But it doesn't do anything when the rest of the roster is kind of like average outside of that. It's like they have names that we know, which we can't say for every NFL team, but for how poorly the franchise is run, we'd expect them to be in the case of they have no players that we know and they're always terrible, but they they have names that we know. It's just, they're, they're just kind of average. <laughs> They've had bottom right. 10 offenses for like four years now. The defense last year at one point was ranked like 26th in DVOA. I'm sure they improved it by the end of the season, but after Chase or right around when Chase Young got hurt, their defensive DVOA was really rough last year. And it's just, just a weird team altogether. That's the, that's the way that I think of them is like, they have a base level of talent that makes you competitive, especially in the NFL where like last year, like half the league won between seven and 10 games. So it gets you into that group and it doesn't really add that much else after the fact. Let's see where'd they finish. Yeah. They finished like 20, 26th in defensive DVOA last year. Like they had a 2020 when they made the playoffs, they were like top five defense. And then last year they were like bottom 10 defense. It's really weird. Yeah. I mean, the, the, they've just been such an average team. I think that's why I, I never really like, uh, you know, think about them, but like, they also don't have any, like they have star players, quote unquote, but as you mentioned, like there's a lot of players who are in chase young, you know what I mean? And so like, that's not like, you know, anything to really write home about when, in terms of like saying like, you know, they have an insane star player on their team. They don't have a Justin Jefferson or anyone like that. that really like, you know, is crazy for anyone else you know what i mean so um i really think that uh that, that's kind of what that's kind of what tells me that like uh you know hey this is a uh this is a pretty average team like you said like they're not like anything to write home about they're not anything crazy because they don't really have that any signature player that we kind of think they do but they have such a an okay roster that like you said that they are they're just there to to be seven and nine or seven and ten or eight and nine the, the entire time like they're not there to do, do anything else other than that <laughs> Yeah, they're like seven and ten on paper. Also, Malcolm Floyd, Chargers wide receiver, ten years, legend. Never had a season over a thousand yards, but he still had ten years as a Chargers receiver. Is it crazy to say that I don't think I've ever heard of a Michael Lloyd? Malcolm Floyd was Malcolm Floyd. Malcolm Floyd. Floyd. Chargers legend. He's always he was always giving you six hundred yards every year. I'm sure if I, I saw him play, maybe I would know him. But I feel like at the top of my head, I don't, I don't recognize him. Malcolm. Floyd. Malcolm Floyd played in the NFL for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years, all with the Chargers. He never had a season over 850 receiving yards. <laughs> so yeah, just distinctly the wide receiver three for his entire career. <laughs> yes, he played 11 seasons and had 34 touchdowns. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's three a season. Three a season. <laughs> He's one of my so favorite happy. players ever. He's always there just getting you 600 yards. He's always there just getting you two catches for 32 yards every game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's more than you can ask for for some of these guys. So I, 
it's just oh, it's just well. weird that he was always on the same team. It was it was I think it was an undrafted guy too, so it like adds to the lore. Like it's just just a weird story. It's, it's, I like just, that. I, I feel like there are some players that are like you know just like complete like I, I really don't know how to explain this. I, I gotta explain this in a good way, but like that there's a player that is like so like no one really thinks about or even considers being like an NFL player, but for like some fan bases or like, I'll never forget this guy's name. You know? Oh like, yeah. Like, easy, easy. Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's our Giovanni. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah. He's our version of Giovanni Bernard. I like that. Exactly. He's your G or, uh, I mean, he was really good for a while, but we were talking about Washington, like Ryan Kerrigan for a decade was like there in Washington and like never did anything nationally notable. I think he made a pro bowl at one point, but just like, he was in Washington for 10 years and just didn't really have anything remarkable happen to him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Kerrigan was like statistically like a, a pretty regular top 10 edge rusher. <laughs> like he was mm-hmm. never like, he was never like top five. You know what I mean? Like he was always like eight or nine. <laughs> so yeah. no one Let's really see. like recognized oh, or, or I'm, I'm disrespecting Ryan Kerrigan. He made four pro bowls in his career. I, I am disrespecting Ryan Kerrigan's greatness. Yeah, he was definitely really, really good in his prime. Um, yeah, I remember that, but I, I don't really remember him being like uh, considered a top five edge rusher at any point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like there was like kind of like a uh, yeah, a bit. Of I'm like disrespecting a, some of these players. They're not like Malcolm Floyd level because I also said Tamba Holly with the Chiefs, but he made like six Pro Bowls. So I'm disrespecting his greatness too. Yeah. There are, I mean, you know, at the same time, there are a lot of guys who made a lot of Pro Bowls, maybe not shouldn't have, you know, in the past. So, um, yeah, but if you make six, if you make six or four, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm saying for other yeah. for other examples, maybe um, that could be the case. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely think there are some guys that are definitely deserving of of their their spots that they got. Are you saying you don't remember Chargers legendary wide receiver Travis Benjamin? I do remember Travis Benjamin, uh, I believe. Yeah, um, he's he's less famous on the Chargers, but still, he was Charger receiver for four years. Yeah. So there are, yeah, there are a couple of guys I, I do remember distinctly, but there are some at the same time that I, I will, um, I'll, I'll forget, you know, and just completely forget exists, and it's uh, kind of crazy. But at the same time, I guess that's just how it kind of goes sometimes. You know, you, you just you, you you remember and you forget every now and then. Yeah, but then I drop a name like Tyrell Williams, and you're like, "Oh, that's right, he was on the Chargers." <laughs> and and Tyrell Williams, I don't know why, but I remember I remember I was really really high on Tyrell Williams for a long time too. Like I thought that guy was going to be insane. <laughs> that was like me with Dante Pettis. I'm like Dante Pettis is going to be the number one on the 49ers. I was just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I- Ironically, I got Pettis mixed up with Curtis Samuel a bunch. I don't know why or for what reason I did, but those two, Curtis, whenever Curtis Samuel first got drafted, I could not tell them apart. I don't know why. It was very, very random and has absolutely like no, there's no similarities there apart from them being like quick Z receivers. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I had the hardest time telling those two apart. They were drafted relatively similar to each other because I think Dante Pettis was like a second round pick maybe. But yeah, other than that, like nothing much to it. You know who else I made that mistake with of like, oh, this guy's going to be sneaky, really, really good. Preston Williams. I thought Preston Williams was going to be like a true number two for the Dolphins. 
exact same exact same here i i i was the exact same way i don't remember why um i think it honestly i i was already doing this podcast whenever i was became a thing i feel like because i feel like we had this conversation before we we're talking about how uh I, I remember someone talking to me into preston williams i feel like it was you maybe. yeah um, maybe it was but, uh, maybe what year was the preston will yeah it was 2020 so i guess it could have been on this podcast i because that was 2020 was the year i thought he was going to pop off so i it could have totally been on this podcast i feel like someone talked me into preston williams and I was like, uh, this guy could be legit. And then, cause I actually started watching him. And I was like, okay, this guy's not, this guy's pretty good. You know, like I want to give this guy some respect. He's pretty nice. So, uh, I remember like being like really high on him there for a minute. And, uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, nothing worked out there. <laughs> no, it did not. I'm glad that we got to, to loop back around. It's fun when we actually have accountability for some of our takes. It's hard to remember a lot of them, but it's good when we have accountability every now and then. Exactly. Yeah, you, you need to have accountability over uh, uh, over some of your takes because I don't want to brag too much. I mean, I definitely as a, as an NFL draft scout, <laughs> I have missed so many times. You know, like absolutely so many times. So uh, yeah, I'm far from perfect. <laughs> no, I understand that. Also, Dontrell Inman. Oh yeah, I know Dontrell Inman pretty well. Um, was he? How long was he with the uh, the Chargers though? uh four years four years a charger yeah that's about right yeah there's a lot of just random names in here i thought he was still in the nfl but apparently he hasn't been there in two years that made me feel bad because i saw him playing for washington i was like what what dontrell had been still in the nfl somehow but apparently he's out of the league now but i was like oh dang pretty cool to see him hanging around still because he was always like the fifth receiver on the chargers he was never actually like getting playing time it was just just always found a way there. Always found a way back on the roster. Yeah, Inman, Inman just feels like one of those, like, we, we had this conversation a couple of years, uh, a couple of weeks back where we're just like, who's like a, just a wide receiver four through and through? That's just Dontrell <laughs> to me. I feel like that's like a perfect example. I'm actually surprised that you remembered Dontrell Inman because Dontrell Inman was a, uh, Dontrell Inman was obscure. He, he was from many moons ago. <laughs> There, there, that, but that's the thing, though. I, I remember the most obscure players for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know I why get that. Or also, for reason, but if you're looking for more, how about Legadu Nene? Do you remember Legadu Nene? This is this is right at the beginning of our football time. I think I did. Yeah, the, wow. the, the name's not seem familiar to me. That's okay. He played on like the Dolphins and the Chargers. I only know him because he was on the Chargers. <laughs> like it's it, he was in the NFL in the 2000s mostly. It's just his career spanned into like 2010 a little bit. So that was just kind of the the end of Legendu Nene's time in the NFL was just being a random wide receiver four for the Chargers. What year was that? 20 let's see 2010 through 2012 no 20 2007 through 2010 then he ended up on the dolphins yeah i'm pretty sure that was before like my time of really paying attention to other teams i would say because i mean yeah. I, I grew up i grew up as at first being like a a big Bengals fan and then there for a minute became a eagles fan with donovan McNabb and um <laughs> some of those guys uh and then after that i took like a 
I guess a hiatus from from football and stopped watching it a little bit after McNabb kind of left the team. Or, or I don't remember if he left the team or retired. It was one of the two. I think um, McNabb but, um, got traded. I think they traded yeah, Donovan McNabb to. I think yeah. he spent like one year on Washington or something. Like right before they got um. Yeah. Right yeah, before they got right. RG three. Yeah. Yeah, I believe you're right. But uh, yeah, I, I think it was like one of those years that he left, and I was like, I'm not going to be a fan of this team anymore. I don't really care. So I stopped watching football for a minute, and then. I, uh, I turned around and become a Bengals fan again. Uh, and that was about the time where Johnson was nearing the end of his career with the Bengals, I think. Uh, and I became a huge Chad Johnson fan for a while. He was like my favorite player by far for a long time. That is a good pick. If you're going to pick a favorite player, Chad Johnson's a pretty good one. That's that's a pretty fun guy to rally around. And then you've carried oh, yeah. that sad Bengals fandom for a decade. But it finally paid off. After a decade, it finally paid off. Yeah, we lost in the Super Bowl. Woo. You made a Super Bowl. <laughs> and like Bang- it's stupid that the Bengals it. made the Super Bowl. <laughs> Listen, if it makes you feel any better, I had absolutely no faith we would either. I was, I was just as shocked as you were, okay? <laughs> I mean, I did think at a certain point, I did think they'd get to the, the conference fight, the conference championship, even though, again, Zach Taylor tried to call timeout on Logan Wilson's game winning interception in the divisional round. But like the Chiefs threw up all over themselves. I was like, ah, wow. OK, cool. Good for good for the Bengals. <laughs> they they got all the good breaks. And you know what? Sometimes you can sneak your way to a championship and that's fine. Sometimes you do get all the good breaks. Uh, we have another one. I don't want Joe Burrow to be the next Dan Marino. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, Andrew Luck was the next Dan Marino, not, not Joe Burrow. Anyway, I'm not going to slander Joe Burrow. We were trying to figure out who, uh, who's the person we would least be able to, this devolved into just talking about the 2010s chargers, which I'm all for that, but <laughs> who is, we were figuring out who's the person, who's the tipping point of recognizable NFL player. Uh, we, we ended up talking about Washington defense for a while. Does, does Montez Sweat count in this? Is Montez Sweat better than Harold Landry? Because I don't think I'd be able to recognize Montez Sweat. I think, I think Harold Landry is better as a player. Yeah, I think so too. Um, like, oh, I've got a good one. Maybe. I've got a good one. Do you think you could recognize Daniel Hunter if he stood next to you? Ooh, no. I, I think that's our tipping point. I yeah. pretty well unless we can think of someone better than him. Because he's not better than Judon, but he's also definitely better than Harold Landry. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. Might be the one. Um, what about Yeah, that's a really good one, huh? I'm trying to think of like another play like right in the middle there, like a top fifteen edge rusher, but And this one's interior, but would Grady Jarrett be recognizable? No, definitely not Grady Jarrett. No. I don't know if I'd be able to recognize a couple of interior players though. I feel like those just go unnoticed a lot. Um, All right. So specifically edge rushers. Can we beat Daniel Hunter? Um, I said I said unique in Gawkway earlier. I definitely could recognize Calais Campbell. I don't really know if he'd be. Yeah, one, I could get Calais Campbell. This one might be a legacy person, but I don't think I'd be able to recognize Robert Quinn. 
Oh, that's a good one too. I mean, Quinn, Quinn had like 15 and a half sacks last year. Oh yeah. I was just baffled by that. I was like, wait, what? This dude almost led the league in sacks at like 35 years old. I was just, and he was playing for the, I didn't even know he was on the bears until like towards the end of the season last year. I was just like, wait, what? How? Oh, apparently he's only 32. He's only like one year older than, than Aaron Donald. I mean, Robert Quinn had an insane season. That's, a, that's another good one. I, I might be able to recognize Robert Quinn though, because I have a good idea of what he looks like. Like I have a good idea with with most of these guys look most of these guys look like, I guess. But definitely Quinn. It would be tough. That, that's like a fifty fifty to me. I don't definitely not definitely more recognizable than Daniel Hunter at least. Okay, I, I so so Quinn, I guess we're still on Daniel Hunt. You know what's funny? I don't know if this is a record or something, but I feel like it has to be pretty close. Like time in between all pro appearances, like how long your gap is in between all pro appearances. Cause Robert Quinn had one in 2013 and one in 2021. Yo, I was about to say, I was about to say it's probably around eight. Yeah. It's say. been is eight years and he only has two, which I think is added bonus to this game. But like I'm saying any player, if you can find an eight year gap in between all pro appearances, that's pretty remarkable. That's rare. That's, that's going to be really rare. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't. I mean, I can't think of a an NFL precedent for that. I mean, because it's hard to know NFL players. But making all pro teams, it's not even Pro Bowl. It's making all pro, all pro eight years apart from your last all pro appearance is remarkable. Yeah, I, I, that is rare for sure. Um, yeah, just and, a fun, and, I mean, fun Robert out, Quinn. It came, out, it came out of nowhere for Quinn too. I feel like no one was talking about Robert Quinn, and then all of a sudden he became one of the. I mean, he, he was a top five pass rusher last year, just point blank. Yeah. Uh, came out of nowhere. That was crazy. Yeah. I mean, he was also on a team that no one cared about. And it was just crazy that it went from like, oh, yeah, he's still on the Bears making a whole lot of money to, oh, look how amazing this guy. Oh, my God. Also, Pro Bowl seven years apart between his last two Pro Bowl appearances. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause I had always known he was still a pretty good player, but like, I didn't, I knew he was kind of on his way out of the league and wow, that's fun. Robert Quinn facts. I was not prepared for on today's podcast. I don't know if I would say he was going out of the league. I mean, he, 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 he had, he was on that stretch of like one year contracts. He was on three teams in three years. That's, that's fair. I guess he was, he's becoming a journeyman. I could, I could see yeah. how you could say that. Yeah. Okay. He's on. I, I just, I see three teams in three years and I'm like, oh, that's, if you're not sticking in a place, you're kind of just like on your last kind of legs in the league of being a starter. But the Bears gave him a pretty big contract. So I'm not going to be like, oh, it was for nothing. I think the Bears gave him like a three year contract after that year he had with the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, and clearly it was like, it was a good contract. I mean, it's worked out well for him. So. Um, yeah, it's yeah, worked out well for everyone ooh, ooh. there. Speaking of Cowboys, this might be another legacy guy. What about Demarcus Lawrence? Oh, that's good. That's good. Let me look at his face again because I feel like I recognize his face. I'm just I'm not a hundred percent sure. Because I, yeah, I think I was confusing him with Randy Gregory. Because I, I know I definitely get Randy Gregory. I just wasn't sure. Now I am I'm confusing those two a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if I'd get right. I don't think I'd get to Marcus Lawrence. I don't think I would be able to get to Marcus Lawrence. Oh wait, who does he look like? He 
he looks like a cross between like Julio Jones and Odell Beckham. <laughs> just, I like just kind of noticed that right now. But I don't think I'd be able to get to Marcus Lawrence. I don't think I could get that one. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty good one. I don't, I don't. He's definitely not better, Daniel Hunter, though. Not right now, at least. I mean, once upon, I mean, uh, no, Daniel. We're, I think we're underestimating Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter was always really good, but the Vikings were always just really average. Right, right. That's what. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, yeah, yeah, Daniel Hunter was an insane player, but. Uh, so yeah, I was gonna say um, Gregory. I mean, not Gregory Lawrence got a hundred million dollar contract, but like, but Daniel Hunter was really good. Daniel Hunter made right. one All Pro. Demarcus Lawrence made an All Pro. Let's see. Um, oh, he did make an All-Pro. Oh, they're actually literally the same resume. They both made Pro Bowls in 2017 and 2018 and both made the 2017 second team All-Pro. So they're literally the same player. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> oh, sorry, Daniel Hunter made second team All-Pro 2018. So one year apart on their second team All-Pros. They're literally just the same player. <laughs> okay, thought, cool. Yeah, I- I feel like that makes they, they they do seem very similar to me. Like whenever I think of them together, like I kind of grouped them in, in the same like area. I came like into the league play. one year apart from each other. They are well now. Demarcus Lawrence is pretty old, but they came into the league one year apart from each other. Yeah, I think they're pretty much just the same player. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Hunter is probably the best one I can think of because he's a really good player. People people don't talk about Daniel Hunter enough either. He's he's been consistently okay but now let's cross let's cross positions now is daniel hunter better than tredavious white not right now so is tredavious white the the tipping point or is daniel hunter the tipping point i definitely feel like tredavious white if we're talking about right now it's a better player for sure so that would probably be my answer is tredavious white at the moment okay I want to try skill position players because I know we're going to know a lot of them, but I'd like to start the bidding at Deontay Johnson. I have no idea what Deontay Johnson looks like, and he made a Pro Bowl last year. So I, I'm going to start the bidding at Deontay Johnson for skill position players. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just it, it, it sucks because I know what all Steelers players look like <laughs> pretty much. So I know what Deontay Johnson looks like. Um, and also, it definitely helps that, like, whenever I go to games and stuff like that and I watch them warm up, I'm like, Who, who's that guy? Who's that guy? And I'm like, oh, it's Johnson. Yeah, I can see him, like, warming up and stuff. <laughs> um, so I, I get a good idea of what they look like there. So, um, yeah, I mean... If that's too good, I have I have another joke one that I, I used to make this joke for years. If, if DJ Moore walked up and slapped me in the face, I would have no idea it's DJ Moore. DJ Moore's a good one. But uh, uh, dude, because I, I would probably recognize DJ Moore as well because I, I for some reason, do you, do you remember those TikToks of him and Curtis Samuel who were like always like hugging each other before games and stuff? Nope, I, I, I do not know what you're talking about, unfortunately. Okay, okay, well, it was like a, apparently whenever Curtis Samuel was with the Panthers, like him and DJ Moore had like a free game like ritual, they would they would like uh give each other like a hug and like a handshake and like that before they go into the stadium. And after mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel left, DJ Moore started doing it by himself. Like he gave like a, a, a fake hug to someone <laughs> and then like started like doing like his fake handshake and then, you know, went on the play. And then Curtis Samuel started doing the same thing with Washington and it became like a big deal. They're like, Oh, they're like brothers. It was so sad. And that's uh-huh. the only reason why I remember that. But aside from that, I wouldn't have recognized DJ Moore if I saw him. Um, All right. 
I like Terry McLaurin as one, I think. I got to be honest. I think I could do Terry McLaurin. I think I would recognize Terry McLaurin. And that's weird because I haven't watched a lot of Washington football, but I feel like I could get Terry McLaurin. I maybe, maybe not, but I feel like I would have a shot at Terry McLaurin. Do you, do you think you'd be able to get, cause I know I would, do you think you'd be able to get T Higgins? <sighs> oh, I just looked up Terry McLaurin, by the way. I remember the reason why I would get Terry McLaurin. Cause he looks just like Teddy Bridgewater. That's the reason I'd be able to get um, Terry McLaurin T Higgins. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say, I don't think I could get T Higgins. He looks a little bit like Cam Reddish. I'm just looking at him now. <laughs> I might confuse him for Cam Reddish, but I, I don't think I would be able to get T Higgins. Higgins is probably the best one for you then. Um, oh, I think Deontay Johnson's better than T Higgins. That's Ooh. tough. They're, they're in the same Ooh. tier, according to the wide receiver tiers we did last week. Yeah, I think, they're, I think they're in the same tier. I don't know if I consider Deontay Johnson better. You know what would be a good one that I think you would get that I might miss is Mark Andrews. I might not get Mark Andrews. I, I'd have a good chance. I'd like be like, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I might not get Mark Andrews. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely would get Mark Andrews. Um, <laughs> I might call Tyler Lockett Doug Baldwin. <laughs> I might make that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> what about AJ Brown? Yeah, I could definitely get AJ Brown. AJ Brown is very distinct face. I, I could definitely get AJ Brown. Uh, but, but that is a good that is a good thought process. Um, if you asked me four months ago, I might not have been able to get Debo Samuel. But now I definitely know Debo Samuel just because he's been in the news for the last two months. What about Robert Woods? Definitely could get Robert Woods. I would I would know Robert Woods instantly. And that's a weird one, but I would I would instantly know who Robert Woods is. Um, get Robert Woods. I don't know. Would you be able to get Chris Godwin? Could you get Chris Godwin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could get Godwin. Uh, what about uh, what about Allen Robinson? You get Allen Robinson immediately. Allen Robinson, no, but he's also not as good as the players that we've been naming ahead of time. But I don't think I could get Allen Robinson. This one, I've, I've got one that I think is going to be yes, but I've heard conflicting people talk about this. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I know Jefferson just because of the LSE team. I mean, I remember all those bases really well. So, um, yeah. I could see <laughs> someone maybe saying that they wouldn't remember his face, but I mean, with him and Jamar Chase being like the gritty boys, you know, I definitely know that, that those two pretty well. That's Obviously. a good one. Did we figure out what the best one was for you? Was it um, was it McLaurin? Was McLaurin the best one for you? Uh, there, there was definitely think- a point in time where I knew what McLaurin looked like. I think right now I'm having a hard time remembering. I'm not looking up any. Details. I just, I'm just yeah, think if I can remember their face. The reason right now. the reason I knew it in the back of my mind is because Terry McLaurin looks just like Teddy Bridgewater. Like he looks like he could be Teddy Bridgewater's brother. That was the reason I knew Terry McLaurin. I was like, I'm pretty yeah. sure I could get him, but I couldn't remember why. It's because he looks like I, Teddy Bridgewater. I, I would, there, yeah, there's definitely a point in time where I definitely would have known his face if I saw it. It's just right now I'm having a hard time remembering. So I don't know That's if that fair. classifies as 
you know, not knowing what his face looks like. But I feel like right now, if I saw him, it would be a little tough. Do you think you could get Gabriel Davis? Yes, I do. Interesting. Because he, he, he was in the draft pretty recently. Uh, I scouted him back in 2020. Uh, he had that unreal game. My buddy is my buddy in fantasy. I, I hate go back to fantasy all the time. My buddy in fantasy um, is like literally obsessed with uh, Gabe Davis as well on his team. So uh, that that's been that was pretty funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I do see his face all the time in sleeper. How about Michael Gallup? No, I don't think I can get Gallup. Okay, so we at least have a tipping point. How about Devontae Parker? (laughs) How about any Patriots wide receiver? (laughs) Right. Um, Taekwon Thornton, I could get... Kendrick Bourne, maybe. Kendrick Bourne followed us on Instagram for like four hours. Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar, maybe. I don't know if I can get Devontae Parker. Okay. Is Devontae Parker better than Michael Gallup? Because I kind of just think they're in the same tier of player. Which is, if they're your wide receiver too, you're pretty good. I think I prefer Gallup. Okay. I could get behind that. Um, I think I prefer it's close, but I think I prefer Gallup. Hmm. It might be the tipping mm-hmm. point on this game. Unless do you think you could get Robert Woods? No, I don't think I could get Robert Woods. No, okay, so maybe maybe Robert Woods is the best. Maybe maybe Robert Woods yeah. is is the best option on here. Oh, do you think you could get Adam Thielen? Yeah, I can get Thielen. Okay. So I guess Robert Woods is probably the winner for you. I, I could position. get him. I could get him, but could you get Brandon Cooks? Three years ago, I could have got Brandon Cooks. <laughs> I, three years ago, I knew exactly what he looked like. He's been in the purgatory of Houston for a while, but three years ago, I definitely knew what Brandon Cooks looked like. Whatever year that Super Bowl was that he got concussed, I definitely knew what he looked like then myself as being the biggest Brandon Cooks fan, I think, in a long time. No one talks about how good this guy is. I think he has been consistently a thousand yard receiver on the Houston Texans is magnificent to me. This guy is finding a way to get the ball and get yards no matter how bad his team is. (laughs) How many thousand? He's got to have a few thousand yard seasons in here now because he's probably done it with like four different teams now. Let's see. Brandon Cooks has... Saints. I mean, let's see. So he's got one, two, three, four. He has six 1,000-yard seasons in his NFL career. That's crazy. He's had one of the most underrated careers out of any NFL player in the last decade. I mean, the thing I know about him is just that he gets traded. He's always the threshold of, like, don't give him a big contract guy. He's always the threshold of he's just not worth the big contract, but he played. It's remarkable that he plays every game too, because he's had like eight concussions in his career, but he's played all but three games in the last seven years. He's been really solid for a long time though. I mean, shit with, with with 6,000 yard seasons, I was making the case. Mike Evans could be a hall of famer, but he's got a similar resume to Brandon cooks. 
<laughs> right. Oh my god! I did. I did not realize Brandon Cooks was so good. Yeah, yeah. He was. He's been super underrated for so long. I feel like uh, I, I'm. I've, I've become like the biggest Brandon Cooks like truther now. After this, like from this. Well, then let let me ask you this question: Do you know what college Brandon Cooks went to? <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna embarrass me now, man. Uh. Here's a hint. It's here's a hint. He is. It's a Power Five school, and he is a record holder at that school. That helps me. Is there is there a is there a conference? Because I know I I I am positive he was not in the SEC. I am positive in saying that this is correct. This is correct. He was not in the SEC. Yeah, I feel like I would know if he was in the Big Twelve. He's not in the Big 12. He's not in the Big 12. I meant Big 10, but yeah, Big Big Ten, Big 12 and Big 10, I guess. Um, I, I'm guessing he's out in the ACC at 12. It's one of those two. Between ACC and Pac-12, you are correct. It is one of those two. Uh, yeah, I, I really don't know where to go from here. Um, <laughs> you got like 24 options and I said, he's a record holder, so you can knock out some of the big ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know it's not Clemson. I know it's not, uh, Oregon. Um, I know it's not Utah. I know it's not USC. I know it's not Miami. I know it's not few of these places um okay i I think i'm leaning towards acc maybe because i I feel like i can eliminate more more pac 12 teams i don't know this is tough i'm gonna I, i know it's not louisville um i can mark them out as well um i'm gonna say no i know it's not boston college not Duke. I know it's not North Carolina. I know it's not NC State. I can actually eliminate a lot of ACC teams. Hold on, I gotta look at the ACC. I, I'm gonna look up these conferences real quick so I can get a good idea in my head. Yeah, pull up the ACC. I mean, I could kind of say it's not Florida State because Florida State for for right. us children we didn't know, but Florida State used to be like a dominant football powerhouse. Right, right, right. Um, Before we were born, but still, not Notre Dame. I don't think he was with Virginia or Virginia Tech. I don't think he would have been. To, I don't know if he went to any of these schools. Maybe Pitt? No. Gordon Addison just the record, huh? So that wouldn't have been standing. I don't think he went to, to Georgia Tech. Maybe it is a Pac-12. I'm trying to think what records he would hold. Um... State. Who is it? Who'd you say? Arizona State. I I still can't hear you. Arizona State. Arizona State. Is that your guess? Oh, I think so. Okay. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Sorry. 
Sorry, you're just your voice is low. Like when I finish talking, is Arizona State your guess? I think so. It is not Arizona State. Close. You were very close. I'm in the right. I'm in the right conference. Yes, it is in the Pac-12. Okay, limiting uh, on the top of my head, it's not UCLA. It's not Oregon. It's not Arizona. It's not Washington. It's not Arizona State. I'm pretty sure it's not Washington State, Utah, or USC either. So that leaves that leaves three teams or four teams. That leaves four teams: Cali, Colorado, Stanford, and Oregon State. Those are the four options. Yes. I can't see him going to any of these schools. Um, I'm pretty sure, I don't think it was Colorado. Stanford. Is it Washington State? It is not Washington State. Right? It has to be. Hello? Sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, you can hear me. Yeah, sorry. Your audio just fades out when I finish oh, a little bit. It's all good. Is it, is it Oregon State then, right? It is Oregon State, yes. Brandon Cooks is an Oregon State beaver. I that, yeah. That, with I, with it, process of elimination, maybe I got that, but that, that would take me forever. I got I to gotta, I gotta eliminate this. I, I work in a really weird way. I got to eliminate all the teams first. <laughs> yes. He, he was the... NCAA leader in receiving yards in 2013 with 1,700 yards. It was also an Oregon State record for receiving yards in a season. He has the third most receiving yards in Oregon State history and the most receiving touchdowns in Oregon State history, despite the fact he only played three seasons at Oregon State. Wow. What an insane career. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, uh, I really want to know what their record was during his time there because I assume it was very bad. I don't remember good things happening during that time at Oregon State. Yeah, no chance, no chance. Yeah. I mean, maybe they had one bowl game. Maybe there was one bowl game in there. Let's see. During Brandon Cooks's record-setting tenure at Oregon State, they oh they did have one nine and four season in there. They did go nine and four in there, but they had three and nine, nine and four, seven and six. So they've seen better days. <laughs> By Oregon State standards, this is still pretty good because since then they have gone fifth in the Pac-12 North, sixth, fourth, sixth, sixth, tied for second at five and seven. <laughs> tied, tied for second at five and seven? Yeah, they tied for second. That's just the Pac-12 North, but tied for second at five and seven and fourth. And then it doesn't list last year, but I know they made a bowl game last year, so. They, they were at least not, there was a scenario at the end of the season with like seven tiebreakers where they could have won the Pac-12 North last year. Cause also Washington state fired their coach and they were like seven tiebreaker scenarios away from winning the Pac-12 North. That blows my mind that they were, <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. I guess that's true. That's true. They, they, they were all just so bad. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They were all really, I mean, everyone was Washington state was terrible. Washington was terrible. Uh, Stanford's really bad right now. Cal <laughs> Cal handed Arizona their only win of the season. I was really hoping they would go. zero and 12 cause they lost to like Northern Arizona early in the season, 
But uh, unfortunately, Cal without 22 players due to COVID was Arizona's only victory last year. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, yeah, that's just the Pac-12. <laughs> okay. So I guess we found our tipping point there. Um, are there any other skill position players? Would you recognize a Gasecki? Would you be able to point out a Gasecki? Yeah. yeah. I think a Gasecki. Okay. Um, tight ends are tough, I think. Would I be able to get – I can get Hawkinson, I can get Fance, I can get Waller, Andrews, Kelsey Kittle. Could you get Ebron? No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could. I could. I could. You could get Eric Ebron. Uh, who else is in this game? Hunter Henry, you'd probably be able to get him. Yeah, Hunter Henry. Maybe um, – um, Smith would be tough for me. How about Logan Thomas? Logan Thomas could be tough too. Yeah, I don't know how confident I would be in, in getting Logan Thomas. Uh, okay, so we dropped Logan Thomas in there. Who else is in this this camp? Uh, kind of just going team by team at this point to try and find somebody. But I think I don't know if we're going to do better than Logan Thomas. I feel like Logan Thomas is probably the best one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Washington again, but I'm trying to think who are, who are tight ends. Cause I feel like I'm missing tight ends. Washington players. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing someone between Ebron, but the difference between Hawkinson and Ebron, I feel like I'm missing a tight end in there, but I can't figure out who it is. I don't, I can't, I don't remember off the top of my head. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I can't um, think of a tight ends in that mix. Uh, Maybe like, um, Everett. Hmm. Not sure. I'm not sure if he's better. Oh wait, I got one. How about Dawson Knox? How about Dawson Knox? I could get Knox. Oh, okay. So that's a that's a probably, new one, I guess. I could probably get Tyler Higby too. Oh yeah, I could get Higby. Um, get. Because Higby's got the beautiful hair. I can get Uzama, obviously. Um, could you get Pat Fryermuth? Yeah, because I just scouted him. Yeah, I that's what I was thinking. Combine interviews and stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> could you get Irv Smith Jr.? That's tough. I don't think I'd be able to get Irv Smith immediately. He's he's not as good as these players, but it's just a fun name, Irv Smith Jr. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I we're figuring out it's Vikings and Washington. Those are the ones that we don't know. <laughs> yeah, literally the two like most average teams franchises. <laughs> so yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah, I think the Denver Broncos would like a word, but the problem with the Denver Broncos is that they always play at like one twenty-five West Coast time. So there's only like four games on the Red Zone Channel, so you end up watching a lot of shitty Broncos football. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, at least now they have. I feel like the Broncos, for some reason, they just have a lot of like recognizable players. They always do. I don't know why. Yeah, it's probably. Ch- Ooh, do you, I forgot about him? Do you think you could get Bradley Chubb? Yeah. Okay. So then we'll Chubb. stick with Daniel Hunter there. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I guess I guess our winners right now are Tredavious White, Daniel Hunter, and I guess Robert Woods. I guess. Robert Woods would be someone. 
Yeah. I I like that. I think it's a pretty solid list. I feel like I feel like this is I'm satisfied with this game. We, it took a long route I to definitely, get there. But I'm, I definitely think Trey White's definitely the best player out of the group that I wouldn't recognize. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think that's I think Tredavious White gets to be the the outright winner of this game. I think I think Tredavious oh Robert Quinn was also in the mix there too, but I think Tredavious White gets to be outright winner. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I we, should definitely know what I seen. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look at what Tredavious White looks like now because I I have no clue honestly. I know. I don't either. Play. That's the that's the weird part of it. I don't know what Tredavious White looks like either. Uh. Looks like a combination between like Ed Oliver and LaShawn McCoy, but maybe I'm just doing the Buffalo Bills thing. <laughs> oh, he looks like uh he looks like kind of Chris Godwin-ish, I guess, a little bit. A little Godwin. Um Chris Godwin-ish. <laughs> Godwin-ish. So it's, I'd say like a distant cousin of Chris Godwin. <laughs> yeah. Um think what he looks like i mean remember i played the i played the game last year with that remember that Bengals photo where they were all sitting on the throne and i'm like jesse bates made all pro last year i could not tell you which of these seven Bengals it is (laughs) yeah Yeah, ironically didn't even get to the super bowl Uh, yeah i i I don't i don't think i could still get jesse bates but i think that's just a me thing i think i just kind of don't want to know what jesse bates looks like at this point From all the posts I make about him and his contract situations, I, I know everything about that man. So <laughs> yeah, that's that is understandable. I just like that game of I've refused to know what Jesse Bates looked like, even though he looks kind of like Eric Weddle mixed with Austin Eckler. Eric Weddle mixed with Austin Eckler is quite the comparison. Maybe I'm just doing I def- Chargers. <laughs> I definitely think Eckler makes no, no. I definitely think Eckler is accurate. Definitely think Eckler because he's got the he's got the, the light skin kind of look to him. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I could get it. Weddle, Weddle's a little different because Weddle's got the big beard. You're like that throws him off a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Weddle, <laughs> yeah. Weddle, Weddle's got the beard going for him a little bit, I guess. Uh, I think I'm satisfied with our results here. I think I'm satisfied with how this game played out. I am as well. I, I, I like this. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.